Well, hello, everybody. Welcome along to another special episode of the Unorthodox Podcast. I am Sadiq. And I am Brooke. And as you know, by now on this podcast, we usually listen to other podcasts, specifically Christian podcasts. We listen to the content for the intent and then we recommend it to you, the listener, so you do not have to struggle and strive to find the perfect podcast for you. As such, Brooke, what are we talking about today? Well, today we thought it would be fun to take a little, a different approach. So we are going to be talking about um, the Pints with Aquinas podcast, which is a long form discussion, debate and teaching of the Catholic faith. Um, And it's, it is a great podcast. I've listened to several episodes. However, the episode that we're going to talk about specifically today is an interview with an exorcist. It is um, an interview that um, the host has with Father Vincent Lampert who is an exorcist. That is his uh, ministry. Uh, And it was a very fascinating conversation. And with Halloween coming up, we thought this would be an interesting thing for us to take a look at. Yeah. And as you say, yes, it, we are focusing on one specific episode in, in this episode of our podcast. And hopefully one day we will cover the the whole podcast, as you mentioned, because I didn't know about this podcast unless, I mean, I don't know about it, 99% of these podcasts that we listen to <laughs> unless you tell me. But uh, yes, it is a fascinating podcast. It's uh, Pints with Aquinas. And, but today we are focused on this, uh, the exorcism episode so yes happy halloween everybody so (laughs) what stood out to you as you listened to this episode of uh pines with aquinas with father vince lampert so this one was wild to me um i listened to it a few times because like the first time i was just like just listen to it and then the next time i went back and listened for notes and then again just to kind of get ready for today and um and took pages of notes because there was so much information now not everybody else will do that i'm just nerdy (laughs) in that way (laughs) but um and of course i ended up listening to a book that he talks about too however (laughs) what i will say is i'm not familiar with this i mean this is not something that i grew up um in our tradition talking about or um, you know experiencing Mm. Uh, it was something that you know the my only knowledge of any of this was to be told don't mess with you know a ouija board or tarot cards or you know any of that kind of stuff like we were never ever allowed to be messing with any of that kind of stuff it was bad and scary um and i mean and my mom even was like you can't even watch certain movies um you know my parents were pretty protective and as was the the church environment that i grew up in you know there was just a lot of that um and so our my only knowledge of this kind of thing would be from movies that i wasn't supposed to watch uh and that was enough to be scary to me so that i hoped all this wasn't real uh but according to um father lampert this is all very real (laughs) and uh we should be very aware of it although not living in a fear all the time. So, so what did you think? Is this something that you had, I mean, did you have any awareness of this type of, you you know, like that there are actual exorcists out there, the people who actually do this and are trying to do this? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Well, uh, from my background, where I came from, this was, um, commonplace. Um, Mm. and actually when you listen to this episode, father, uh, Vince Lampert actually makes a 
the, that claim as well that there are that there are other exorcists, but mm-hmm. not uh, traditionally in the church. But I mean, obviously, the church has always had exorcists, and um, but it's still predominantly practiced by the Roman Catholic Church. Um, so, but the church in general, which I'm calling, well, all of us are Catholic Church, mm-hmm. but the the Roman Catholic Church specifically has. Uh, a ministry that is devoted to that. And for those who don't know the uh, the structure of the Catholic church, you have at the top of the church, you have the Pope and be uh, below the Pope, you have the Cardinal and below the Cardinal, you have archbishops who are uh, basically head of certain regions. So you have an archbishop of, you know, the city of Americas or whatever, Africa, whatever. And then below that, you have bishops who have certain regions within an archdiocese and whatnot like that. And so you have, so that's just basically, and then below those bishops, you have priests. So Father Vince Lambert is of that uh, Indianapolis region and his bishop appointed him to be in that ministry. So mm-hmm. Father Lambert is a priest and gets appointed. So bishops appoint people. There's a lot of traditions that have this same structure, you know, that mm-hmm. of people that get appointed to certain ministries. Um, you, uh, yes, you are ordained a priest into, you know, what, whatever that denomination is or whatever, but you get appointed by your bishop to a certain mm-hmm. region. So just to give people a, so, um, a little background on yeah. that structure. And so he, Father Lampert, was appointed to this ministry. Now, in other non-religious or maybe religious, but not uh, not very not Christian, you know, tradition, you have people that are exorcists as well. And so I came from a tradition where we had people we call them diviners, if you will. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, uh, if you are of of the global south you probably have a certain language for you i know in uh, in mexico they probably have uh, i think it's uh, it's called curanderos and and curanderos does exactly the same thing right you, you figure i mean they have things they have rituals and what mm-hmm. uh, whatnot that they do to exercise whatever it is that's happening that's going wrong in that person's life um, and try and remove that quote-unquote curse or whatever it is yeah. you know so varying traditions are varying things and so mm-hmm. in christianity as you say, the, our, our focus is on how th- we do it in the in in the in the yeah. Christian context, and Father Lampert is one of those people that does it. And mm-hmm. again, predominantly, this is um, ex- uh, this this ministry is performed predominantly within the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And w- as that being said, yes, I have experience. Well, let me just put it. I I have. And aware or growing up, I had an awareness of the spiritual realm because I come from the global south, and in the global south, it's predominantly people that still engage in contacting the spiritual realm, contact doing performing rituals. And I know it's getting a little resurgence here in the United States with um, a lot of the African diaspora, especially within um, places like like Haiti, I think, and, mm-hmm. and, and then also within uh, like Louisiana and Mississippi and, and mm-hmm. like all these regions that people are engaging in contacting the spiritual realm and doing a lot of the, those things and yeah. whatever tra- tradition you want to call it, voodoo, juju, whatever, right? And yeah. so, yes, coming from that global south, 
I've had awareness of this. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the short answer. <laughs> well, but, it, go ahead. Go ahead. I was say, the conversation was fascinating between the two because he, he brought up some really interesting points. Number one, like you don't ask to be mm. the exorcist for the diocese. Yeah. You, you are appointed to it. And there are certain markers that they're looking for. You know, someone who... Um, is exceptionally pious and and has a, a level of holiness or purity um, that he even makes a comment in there that um, that that basically you should be leery of someone who's interested in being mm. the exorcist because it it may be that they are looking for their own some kind of gain you know like um, mm. you know popularity or or fame or or whatever and as such most of them are anonymous um, mm. but. Um, but this particular uh, priest, he has been on like current affair and vice and all kinds of things. And he's trying to bring awareness yeah. because he believes that the church has a responsibility to help people. If, if people really do believe that they are being messed with, you know, and by, you know, in a demonic sense, then he feels the church has a responsibility to help them. Um the other thing was, you know, we hear a lot, especially like in true crime spaces and things. Oh, the devil made me do it. Yeah. Um, you know, this kind of thing. And and he he talks a little bit about, um, you know, about that, how sometimes people will think they will attribute something to a demonic force that isn't. And mm. so he kind of goes through the the process of how do you determine that this person really is having this issue or that it's something else. Mm. And he explained that he, you know, uses, there's like a, an intake um, questionnaire. And um, he said that he also uses medical doctors. So a psychiatrist, um, a general practitioner and a psychologist to interview this person with the specific question of what are you seeing that is outside your realm of specialty? Yeah. So the psychiatrist would be looking for certain markers or symptoms of particular mental health concerns. If this is beyond that, which you would usually or normally see, then they would report that back to the priest. Mm. And, and I thought that was, um, I thought that was exceptional because number one, I think it's probably hard to find medical doctors who <laughs> work well with the church. Um, and so, so to have those kinds of relationships, I think is good. Uh, also for the church. And he said, it's, it's an act of kindness because sometimes this is another issue and we need yeah. to say, no, this has nothing to do with demonic activity. Yeah. This is this other situation. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, so I went, I thought that I found that to be very fascinating. Um, and the fact they get so many calls a year, yeah. he was saying over 2000 calls a year, 2000. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> That's a lot um, and he said that at least half of those are legitimate yeah. demonic influences, yeah. uh, you know, and that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, I was just, that's a lot of people <laughs> that yeah. are struggling. And, and you, you know, again, uh, we have mentioned this when we talked about the Dr. Heiser episode mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we, but the, the Bible is littered with stuff yeah. talking about the spiritual realm. You go mm -hmm. to Genesis, you know, even in the first chapter, you know, it starts in, in, insinuating a spiritual realm. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. God is talking about a spiritual realm. Right. <laughs> you know, so right. it's like, 
when you, when you talk about God, you talk about a spiritual realm. That's just even mm-hmm. foundational. And so it it is it is also in, in interesting to see a lot. I mean, I find this predominantly in um, Western thinking churches <laughs> that it is like the spiritual realm is not necessarily. I mean, I get it. It's all like Christianity is contextualized, you know. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that get more pronounced in certain regions, and, and so, but since we we live in a Western society, like that side is not really pronounced because how do you prove the spiritual realm? You really, you know, it's very difficult right. to, to yeah. do that for people to even accept and believe that, and then to even start um, having practices, you know, to help uh, deal with that. Mm-hmm. But saying that, I. Also, I'm very fascinated and actually intrigued by how the Catholic Church approaches this because it uses those tools that it already has. And as you brought up, mm-hmm. the, the, the tools of having psychiatrists or like trained prof- professionals to, to come sit in first before they even get to the point where they go mm-hmm. and say, yes, this is this requires an exorcism, right? Yeah. And then they have the intake forms and then you have, because that's an entire process that they go through. And I'm like, I have to commend that because yeah. that is that, that is very, very, um, it, it, it helps, you know, even from those type of priests that, <laughs> that want to be able to perform that everything. Because if you have a hammer, every problem becomes a nail, you know? So right. it's like, if you are, if you're, if, if exorcism is what you do, you're going to think everything is requires an exorcism. Right. And they're kind of war, trying to ward away from that. And I yeah. I find that very, very commendable. Um, well, was there anything they, else that stuck to you? Sorry. Yeah, because he said that um, e- even if even if they do find, okay, an exorcism is what is necessary to help this person, mm. they still want to work with the mental health professionals yeah. and doctors because in order for it to be effective or to work, number one, the person has to want this thing gone. Right. But also they need, they're going to need that support. It is a mentally and psychologically, I mean, it's a physically exhausting process. So they're going to need the support of more than the priest involved. Mm. You know, this is a whole, like a holistic sort of situation. Um, And so I've, I just found that, I don't know. I found that that was very, uh, just an interesting, well-rounded approach to mm. this instead of, you know, the idea that they, I can go in and say a few prayers over you and boom, it's gone, you know, and, and that's, yeah. that is not <laughs> the process, you know? Yeah. And, and he said that sometimes, yes, if it, you can go in and there's really this sort of dramatic and immediate um, relief for this person, but then other times it can go years before, the person is cleared of all these things because there's usually more than one. There's a whole hierarchy uh, involved in the presence. And, uh, and he also makes the point kind of like you did that in places where Jesus has already been preached and proclaimed and people have no and turn away from it. It's a lot harder to get rid of uh, demonic influence there than in places where where the presence of Jesus has not been proclaimed as much. It's not as, you know, driven into the culture and people have not really turned away from it. They've just never been exposed to it. Right. And so when the priest comes into an environment like that, it is one of those more dramatic, more quickly resolved situations. Uh, I found that 
fascinating, actually. Um, yeah, was that, I mean, when, when you're listening to this, I mean, I have to like caution people because when you're listening to this episode, it's, you might, at some point, you might start feeling or asking the question, am I, am I possessed? <laughs> yeah, you get know? a little paranoid. <laughs> yeah, you might start getting paranoid and you yeah. no, no, you're not possessed. Because even if yeah. you start asking that question, you're probably not possessed. But yeah, um, but yeah it, 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 it could, you could come out feeling like that at some, but right. they kind of, you know, do a good job in kind of um, bringing up that, you know, humorously and then they you know they they ease you out of that type of feeling mm-hmm. so if you're gonna listen to it listen to the whole thing you know yeah i would and, say and, and, and it's a long one and this is not i mean everyone that's listened to this point knows that i always listen to them fast uh this is when you, you just need to listen at the normal speed or maybe even slower because it's just a lot of information um he tells a lot of stories um and it was really interesting because you could tell that uh matt um matt Brad is the, the host of this host. one. And, and, and he was, you know, you could tell some of the stories um, he was kind of reacting to. And one in particular where someone began to levitate and he asked, well, what did the priest do? And I believe this was the first one that father Lamper ever, ever watched or sat in on. And he said, Oh, the, the, the priest who was doing it just reached over and just pushed her head down. She sat back down in her seat, you know, like pushed her back down. <laughs> and he was like, you know, that it, it, it seems like that would be frightening. Right. And mm-hmm. the, um, the priest explained that when you go into these situations, you have to really drill into what is God doing yeah. and not what else is happening not what the devil's doing in the situation what is god how is god working in this and and acknowledging that and Mm -hmm. staying focused on that not getting distracted by all the other things and so if you're able to do that it's a lot less scary and bizarre of a situation uh so yeah so the stories in it if nothing else maybe you're very familiar with all this stuff hearing his personal stories um, of the different people that he has worked with and the different experiences that he's had, they were very fascinating. And he has a great sense of humor. I think you would have to, to, to be able to do this work because this isn't all he does. He also is the pastor, he pastors churches. So this is about 50%. He said about half of his ministry is involved with exorcism. So he could do an exorcism in the morning and a wedding in the afternoon. I mean, it's like, Mm -hmm. he's got, lots of things that he's juggling. So he's, and I think that that makes him, I don't know, much more effective maybe because he's constantly seeing God working in different types of ways and not just focused on this, this one one, kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Because that could, that could get to you. I mean, and he actually, he actually does mention that he says he could, no, nobody could do this full time. Nobody Mm -mm. nobody should do this full time. You know, no. so he, he tries to do other things. So one one of the mm-hmm. things, as you say, when he was like, you, you have to be humorous. He talks about one uh, exorcism he did, and he they were doing this uh, going back and forth for like five mm-hmm. years, and then he started to question, is he really doing anything? Then one mm-hmm. day, it just it just you know it just happened, and uh, he questioned the. Because he had to, you know, he, had, he said that there's a process and he had to figure uh-huh. out what the name of the demon was. Yeah. And they have and to he, tell you. Yeah. And they have to tell you. And then so you can know how to, you know, so it's like he gets to the point where he finds out that it's Lucifer because he asks, are you Lucifer? And then they mm-hmm. said, no. 
um, I used to go by that name. And then so mm-hmm. obviously, the, but they say, well, I do go by the name of Leviathan or some, 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 yeah. some crazy thing like that. And so he, um, and, and, and he says, yeah, most of the names are very bi- bi- biblical names. So, mm-hmm. uh, and so he, after, after the exorcism concludes, uh, he, he was asked, what did, uh, what did you do next? And he said, well, yeah. I, I just, I just, I just went to a DQ and I was like, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's really funny. That's some, like, no, no one would be expecting me to do that, but he's like, yeah. yeah just went and I got like a shake or something and yeah (laughs) I was like that's funny (laughs) I found what I found his commentary about movies scary movies his opinions what he thought about it um he said that he had watched The Exorcist when he was you know a teenager before he had you know um, become Mm -hmm. a priest obviously and they asked him do you watch these movies now and he said no I see enough of it you know in real I don't need to go see a movie he did say though that the, the problem, one of the problems with these movies is that while it does show some of the things that actually do happen, right? Mm. So thinking sp- specifically about um, The Exorcist, yeah. um, that there there are things that happen. People do levitate. They do, you know, use different languages and, and they're, the way they even look changes, right? And all these mm. different types of things, their physical features change. He said, but the problem is all those movies are only focusing on those scary things. They are not focusing on what is actually being, what is actually happening. What is the work of God? Like we just talked about, Um, but also the ordinary ways. He said, you know, we get real focused on these very extreme cases of uh, where, you know, it has really gotten out of hand if you need an exorcism. Um, but those are not as common as how we are influenced in this, these more ordinary ways, yeah. um, you know, through the, our, our patterns of behavior, um, the way that we're tempted, just different mm. things like that. Um, and he said, you know, we, we need to not be looking for the devil be under every rock, I think is what he says, or yeah. ignore altogether. You know, we need to find this sort of healthy balance, but, the, but we need to stop focusing on these extreme cases that, you know, we are worked upon all the time. Yeah. Um, and so really kind of understanding that will help us maybe to avoid these more extreme situations, you know, he, yeah. and he talks about if, if you're interested in how to avoid this, I would definitely check it out be this episode because he's get outlines, very succinct terms and activities and things that you maybe should avoid and maybe things that you should include in a spiritual practice. Um, to to keep you out of his office <laughs> right and as yeah. you, I, I need to I, that's I need why to also, i took so many notes <laughs> make sure that, <laughs> that people i mean you take notes on everything but uh, <laughs> true. people need to be out i mean one of the things that it's going to be so obvious to you all uh if when you're listening is it's a very very roman catholic podcast mm-hmm. so yeah. please if you find those like type of thing offensive please don't first of all i would say don't yeah. you know uh because it's another branch of christianity and mm-hmm. uh, another practice like, another way of you know being practically uh, christian and so it's a it's a beautiful thing and but if if you just don't want to listen to it because of the subject matter i hear you mm-hmm. uh, please do not listen to it but if you are not going to listen to it because you think it's not biblical, I like to, first of all, I like to say you probably have never read the Bible. Mm-hmm. If that's a belief that you hold, please do not hold that belief. It's real. Paul says mm-hmm. we fight against principalities and powers. 
Um, if you go read Samuel, Samuel talks, you know, <laughs> even about the spiritual realm, even when Saul was, and I, I think I brought this yep. up uh, during that episode, we talked about Dr. Michael Heiser. Mm-hmm. Paul talks, um, Sam, Samuel was contacted by Saul when he died and brought him back. And, you know, so, but even mm-hmm. if you go, if, if you want something new, New Testament to be, you know, you have Acts chapter eight, where uh, Peter and Paul like meet the sorcerer, Simon, the sorcerer, mm-hmm. and Simon, uh, wanted to learn how to uh, do because uh, he he found another quote unquote magic power or sorcery sorcery power that mm-hmm. he wanted to put in his arsenal so he could make more money from people because why the spiritual realm is real yeah <laughs> so do not ever have that uh, as perspective well and when uh, Paul and Silas cast out the demons, demons out of the girl right who was you know telling everyone's fortunes and stuff right. so right. It, that was fascinating too because as i've kind of reflected on this topic and then listening to the to the book that he um not the one that he wrote but the one that he um referenced you know in those accounts no one seems surprised you know we've talked right. about this before when angels show up it's like oh fear not you know there's this whole thing about <laughs> you don't have to be afraid of us but then whenever whenever you know they encounter someone who's possessed by demons mm no everybody acts like that's just normal you know and so i I don't know i found that to be really interesting and he doesn't really address um any of that in this particular episode that's just something that i thought about but one thing that he does make the point of is he tries to make us not fearful of all of this and he says that what people you know maybe what the devil doesn't realize is that every time um, what was the quote? I wrote it down. It says that every time the devil does something to advance his own kingdom, he ultimately advances the kingdom of God. Yeah. So you don't yeah. come away from this, you know, having these spirits cast out or, or sent from you or, or whatever the term is, um, without being changed, you know, like yeah. the whole point is giving glory to God for what has just occurred. Yeah. Um, and bringing, you know, really more recognition to what God's power is as opposed to this other power. So, you know, I I found that, I found that to be really interesting. I mean, that's good. That's, that's another thing that I have to say about, there's a lot of theology Mm -hmm. that, that is very, very like in this episode, that's a lot of theology that is very spot on. Mm -hmm. I mean, you will find backing for that in the scripture all day long. And that's one of them, you know, because uh, we ultimately know what happens to the evil one, you know? So it's like, because Jesus died. So it's like, Mm -hmm. we ultimately know what happens. So it's just, is it's like the devil is working. It's like an exercise in futility. You mm-hmm. already knows what is going to happen. Yeah. He's just trying so hard, you know, to almost to wait you out. You know, it, yeah. it, and I got the sense from a couple of his stories where it was, it was like the demons were just trying to wait you out, you know, yeah. like eventually you're going to get tired of this, right, right. you know, and, and it, that doesn't happen. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, so I mean, I think that it was, it was really good. You know, it's a fun thing to fun, I guess, uh, to talk about, you know, this time of year when, decorations, Halloween decorations and scary movies and, you know, all that kind of stuff's going on. Um, so we thought we would kind of get into that a little bit, but, um, so who would you recommend this to? Well, I would recommend this, uh, episode to anyone who likes the Halloween season. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I particularly don't care for the Halloween. I don't care for most seasons because I don't, it's not my thing, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that engage in it. Yeah. And so uh, if you if you really just want another special ep- episode of a podcast to listen to, 
um or even if you uh, i mean or if you want something if you just like halloween listen to this episode yeah (laughs) or if you like exorcisms i don't know if you there there are people that like exorcisms i i find it weird but you know yeah you know go ahead and listen to it you know and i think he makes a point that um a lot of other priests mock this you know like his appointment and you know i mean that i think that the first um church right was in back in 1614 right so this is and it wasn't changed until 1998 yeah so for a very very long time and and the idea has been well you know we've already kind of like conquered this situation we don't is this real kind of thing whatever and so i think if you've had ever had questions about it is this real maybe you saw a scary movie as a kid Mm. maybe you watched the exorcism or you've heard other podcasts about um the exorcism of emily rose or whatever and you want to know is this is this true or is this real is there any is there any of this that is based in reality um i would definitely check out this particular episode because it's you know it was uh it was informative and entertaining um, and also very respectful, very respectful yeah. to a doubter as well as someone who just wants to learn about it. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to also say that um, for people, because yes, it's all over the world, global South, mm-hmm. there are people who um, there, this is another way that uh, of that, that Christians do Christian exorcism. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody has, um, there's so many other traditions that have their own way of doing exorcism, but this is obviously specifically a Christian way of doing yeah. exorcism. So yeah. I just wanted to make sure and clarify that for people who are listening to. So if you want to understand, and there's a lot of theology that goes into this, mm-hmm. um, they don't get too deep into it, but if obviously if you're into theology, you will hear it very clearly. Right. Right. So um, I would, I would I would recommend this to people, um, especially in, you know, in the societies that that we live in, mm-hmm. uh, particularly, please uh, listen to this. This is not I mean, this is not they're not making this thing up. It's real. I remember I told a friend once who who, who always said that, you know, they, they kind of don't believe in the spiritual realm or whatever. And you know, I was like, well, I know places I could take you to. They do rituals. And if you want to go, I could take you there. I'm mm-hmm. not going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could take you there. I'm not going to stay. And when you're done, I could come back and get you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was a fascinating topic and you're right. It did. He, he, it would be so interesting to have him and Dr. Heiser like on a panel yeah. and be able to kind of toss some of these subjects around and, um, I, I don't know. I think that would be a really well. Let us own podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's try and make that happen. Let's yeah, say, that would you know, be a fun conversation. Considering all that Dr. Heiser is going through, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we could, you know, we can get that rolling. Have a little so, fun opportunity. Yeah. Um, so yes, if you don't know, please go uh, check out Dr. Heiser. Heiser, send him some love as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, for all of you that are listening, uh, go check out this podcast. It's called pints with aquinas specifically mm-hmm. the episode with father vince lampert that's yes. the one on exorcism with father vince lampert is there anything mm-hmm. else you'd like to say no i think that uh i think that that's it thanks for letting well, us talk about this one yeah this this has been fun and another special episode of the unorthodox podcast i am sadiq and i am brooke and we'll see you next time